0: Everyone, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. I'm your host, Hannah Brown, and welcome back, everybody. Um, really quick, before we get into the episode, if you don't follow me already, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, and... Fun, exciting news! I'm back on my TikTok bullshit, so follow me at Hannah A Brown Zero on TikTok. Also, if you're liking the show, head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. And if you don't like it, guess what? It's fucking free, so you can just hit stop. Um, also, if you just can't get enough of me, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/notaspirational. Just five dollars a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes. I try to do two a month. I currently am only doing one. I'm doing my best, people. Um, more importantly, proceeds from the Patreon this month go towards Black Lives Matter. And I've also set up a recurring donation personally. I encourage everyone to do the same. So again, patreon.com slash not aspirational if you're interested. Um, also, a couple recommendations to continue to amplify Black voices. Uh, first of all, if you don't listen to the podcast, Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Bayer, Get the fuck on it. Um, Nicole Byer, she's on nailed it. That's how I know her, but she's so fucking funny. She's just pure joy. She's very like matter of fact in a way that's so uniquely her and so fucking hilarious. And she like packs humor and education into conversations with all kinds of awesome guests. I know you're going to love it. So why won't you date me with Nicole Byer? Listen to that. Also, um one of my favorite podcasts is called Bitch is Better. And it's hosted by Raven, a.k.a. Mainly Bravo on Instagram. She also makes amazing Bravo memes. And Gabby, a.k.a. Scary Spice on Instagram. That's with two A's. And she has an amazing um, baking company called Coastal Confections. She makes like the most beautiful baked goods of all time. And they're best friends. And they host this podcast called Bitches Better. Um, It's like listening to this podcast is like being at brunch with your two gal pals. And you're just like swilling mimosas and talking about Bravo and talking shit. And the ladies took a brief break. And Raven just posted that they're coming back soon so catch up on old episodes for lols and great bravo takes and get excited for their return i know i am finally justice hill the musician behind the rad intro and outro music on this very podcast just had a new ep drop called new june it's super vibey i listened to it on a drive recently i just like vibed the fuck out it's like easy listening but also really provocative and beautiful and you should definitely check it out so shout out to justice i'm so excited for him um, and then today's guest, let's get into today's guest. Today's guest was such a fucking honor. And apologies in advance if I sounded a little bit starstruck this entire episode, because to be honest, I was. Um, I got to sit down and chat with fashion designer, influencer and winner of season 14 of Project Runway. Ashley Nell Tipton. Um, A little bit about Ashley Nell Tipton. She's the first plus-size fashion designer to win Project Runways, so she just casually made history. Then she went on to sign a deal with JCPenney to design and be the face of their plus-size boutique. She was also highlighted in Forbes 30 Under 30, and she continues to work as a design consultant for other plus-size establishments. She also has spent the pandemic making gorgeous, ornate masks inspired by her Latin heritage with all kinds of gorgeous colors and patterns, and she's donated more than 5,000 masks to those on the front lines and counting. She's also used her platform to support the Black Lives Matter movement, and amplify black voices, including her boyfriend, Daryl. And she was generously willing to open up to me about their relationship and navigating this time as an interracial couple. And we also discussed how fucking insane it was being on Project Runway, how she's broken into the fashion industry by creating her own rules and breaking down barriers for plus-size fashion, and so much more. So I know y'all are going to love her. I love her. I had so much fun having this conversation with her. So without further ado, here's my chat with Ashley Nell Tipton. Thank you so much for being here, Ashley. Thank you. Oh my gosh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. It's Thursday. Um, I'm excited because tomorrow's Friday and I get the weekend off. <laughs> it's yeah. been a long
0: week for me already. Yeah, as a designer, do you like do you normally get weekends or does it sort of do you just like work whenever you work? I work all the time. So
1: I've kind of made it a thing where I try to have the weekends off because my partner, my boyfriend, is off on the weekends and he we don't really get to see each other on the weekdays because he works at night, I work in the morning, or I kind of just work throughout the whole day. So it's like we get to see each other maybe for a couple minutes here and there, but mm-hmm. I try to get the weekends off just to be able to spend time with him. And also, self-care is really important. Oh.
0: Damn straight it is. Um, but <laughs> what I bet like, you. Uh, I mean, I'm like fun employed right now, thanks to the pandemic. So like, I'm really just like podcasting my little life away. Um, and I, but I feel like the weekends, like, what even is a weekend anymore? But it's a similar thing for me too because my boyfriend works all day, and then sometimes I'll be like editing podcasts at night. And so the weekends are valuable. You got to keep that passion alive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, To begin the interview, I want to ask, where did you grow up? I grew up in um,
1: San Diego, California. So um, we're like basically 20 minutes away from the border, super close to the beach. It's like Southern California.
0: Love. And then how did you begin as a designer?
1: Um, I I began designing plus size clothing because I saw that there wasn't really any attention or there was like this fashion gap between having fashionable clothing and having clothing just to put over your body as a plus size woman. So I was always creative growing up and I always loved fashion, but I always felt like it wasn't for me because the industry didn't make it Mm -hmm. for us. So I always had this passion for sewing. So I thought, why not put the two together and design clothing
0: myself? I love that. Wait, and didn't your grandma teach you how to sew?
1: She did. My grandmother taught me how to sew when I was seven years old. And like before that, she was teaching me how to crochet and hand sew. And wow. so I, I was just picking up all these things and she would always teach me new arts and crafts. So like, Staying creative was like in my DNA growing up, like mm-hmm. everything.
0: Oh my gosh. I took a costuming class once in college and we had to do hand sewing and I was so fucking bad at it. That is no joke.
1: You definitely have to have the patience for it. I think it taught me to have patience growing up, like just because, you know, you're not getting it. You just keep doing it. It's practice over and over again and you will see yourself getting better.
0: Gosh, that's amazing because I feel like I have a hard time pushing past being bad at something to get good at something. So I guess you have to have the passion there to want to push past not being good at it.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, there were so many times that I wanted to quit Um, Mm -hmm. sewing, like even when I didn't have that much knowledge and all I had was the knowledge of what my grandmother had taught me and what a pattern making book or someone at Joanne's can show me. Like this mm-hmm. is before I disco- discovered YouTube and them having tutorials. I don't even think that was a thing back
0: then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: sewing tutorials. Um, so just learning on what I could from the people around me, it was a struggle. I was like, I don't know if I'm fit to be a designer. And then once I went to school for it it was just like whoa it came so naturally to me that like I was on the top of my like classes like straight A's like it was the best I've ever done in school because growing up being dyslexic I always suffered in school and trying Mm -hmm. to keep up with it that going to college scared me. And I thought I need to pick a career that like would work for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so going to design school and having my grades really great, it just, it brought so much joy to me in designing. I was like, this is a great fit.
0: Yes. And I would imagine too, like, I I was just talking to one of my friends about this yesterday. Like we live in such like a merit-based society where like, if you don't get like the A or the gold star or like outside validation, it's hard to like find confidence in yourself and in what you're doing. And I would imagine that once you tapped into designing and you're like, okay, wait, I'm like good at this and this is something I enjoy, then that must've given you confidence in like every aspect of your life.
1: Yeah. Like influence or it just like, it motivates you to want to educate or further your education in the field that you're in because Mm -hmm. your craft is always evolving and growing and things like that so like even now that it's been oh my gosh like eight years since or nine years that i've been in college like i still want to further my education and like learn more about tailoring or making your own fabrics and things like that
0: yes and then what was like how did you decide that you wanted to apply to be on project runway
1: um my grandmother who taught me how to sew had passed away. And literally two days after her passing, I got an email to apply for the show because they kind of like send out all these emailers to people who've been referred in the past because they always stay connected to um, fashion schools. And so my fashion school had um, referred me one year and I was like, I'm not ready. I want to start my business. So three years later, I received this email again and I'm in my parents' garage working on orders. Cause at that time I had a business, a very, very small business. And I remember reading the email out loud. And at the time my assistant was my cousin and she was like, Ashley, you need to do this. You need to do it for yourself, for your grandma. Like your grandma always wanted you to do this. Like, I'll help you fill out all the paperwork. Like, don't let that hold you back from auditioning. Like this is it. And like, All I could see or like read was like the grand prize, and that was like that was like all the answers or all the things that I needed to jumpstart my business because I had already felt like I was in this crossroad of like, do I stop my business and just continue my part-time jobs in in retail? Mm -hmm. Like maybe I'm just not fit for being a business person and a design person. Like you can only be one or the other, or there's just all these ideas going through my head. And I felt like I took a leap of faith in the last thing that I could. And I told (sighs) myself like, why, why, why do I want to do Project Runway? Cause that's going to be the number one question that I get asked through this whole interview process. And I was like, it's just to prove to myself that this is where I need to be that's kind of what like just motivated me through the whole process of that competition.
0: I mean, it's wild too like th- when the stakes are that high, I can imagine there's part of you that's just like shitting your pants nervous about like oh my god, what am I going to do? But also, it's oh like my- you had to it was sort of like you took the leap and then the net appeared and enabled you to be in the place you're in today as a designer and as a
1: businesswoman. Yeah, of course. I mean It's like the ultimate challenge that you are faced in. Like, Not only are you an individual, a designer, um, you're just competing in a whole other environment that you're being thrown, so many things are being thrown at you. And it's all about how you take them in and then process it and then what you, what turns out on your design. So it's like the ultimate challenge of your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you seem like, so like chill and mellow and like level-headed. And I'm like, how did you handle like this anxiety of that whole situation? Because I'm like one of the most anxious people I know. And I'm like, how did you do it?
1: Um, I mean, I'm completely different now than I was then. (laughs) Then, I mean, you grow as a person and I definitely have grown from that moment. But back then I was so weak. Mm -hmm. I think the fear of not going home was what I needed to drive me to do my best. Mm -hmm. Like that was my motivation. Cause I always would remember like, okay, well, if I don't like, if I wasn't here right now, what would I be doing if I was back home? Like, that's nowhere better than this place like i'm yeah. pretty right now and i have so much anxiety and i want to cry and i just want to run away but that's no better than what's at home right now right so yeah it's like you have to have this like mental breakdown with yourself and like be the devil's advocate and like yeah it's just crazy
0: (laughs) you need a lot of therapy afterwards (laughs) I was gonna say I mean like I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time like anytime I've ever gotten anything I'm like but why like I'm not good enough at this and I'm sorry I'm not trying to make this about myself but like you don't there's no room for imposter syndrome when you're like I have to fucking win project runway right now and I have to churn out these like amazing designs really fucking quick
1: like, you can't let your competition know that you are freaking the fuck out in the inside. Like, they'll they'll see that and, you know, they'll just egg it on or something. I don't know. Everybody knew I was a crybaby. Really? Yeah. Like, people had bets going on behind the scenes. Like, let's see how long it takes actually to cry. <gasps> or do you think she's going to come back crying from her interviews or... Yeah, it was really bad. And like, if the producers didn't get me to cry in a interview, they would ask me a question, knowing that that was going to trigger me. Like, they would ask me, literally, they're like, "Okay, we have one more question for you. <gasps> if your grandmother was here, what do you think she would say?" And I'm like, "Fuck you guys! Fuck! Like, I know what them. You're doing. I know what you're doing." And then, because they got it out of me, they would make sure that when I was heading back to the design room, they would have the cameras ready filming me. So when I entered back in the design room, they were already like making sure that they got everything. So they got me walking to the bathroom and because I didn't close the door behind me, they made sure to have a camera person right at the door frame watching me while I'm wiping my face. <sighs> And I just grabbed the door and I slammed it in there, like in the camera. I was like, fuck you guys, like, this is horrible. There's no fucking privacy at all. Like, I'm your guinea pig. What else do you want from me? Yeah. And that's just being frustrated and like, not, it's like a combination of things where you just like explode. Oh, yeah. That's why you see people explode on reality TV. It's like, they think we're crazy, but reality is just, you don't know how much more is behind that actual camera that that person's holding? Like there's a whole team behind that. It's not what you just see on camera.
0: Oh my gosh, Ashley, I have said this before and I will say it again. I could never do reality TV. Like it, it's so, it's just so intense. Yeah. Like,
1: (laughs) but I feel like like if I knew what it was, I probably would have never done it.
0: Yeah, but then you fucking won the whole thing. I know. So I'm just like, Ashley, shut up. and enjoy all of this. <laughs> Was there like such a vindication to like knowing that like other contestants were like being rude about you crying and they're like, well, guess what, bitches? I won the whole thing. Like, was there I- such a satisfaction to that?
1: Oh, most definitely. <laughs> like the fact that I don't have a relationship with any of them. I can care less. I mean, I know that sounds really harsh, but it's like I took the time out to get to know each and every person on that show. And I was never disrespectful. And if I ever had said something, you know, I went back and I apologized to the person. Like, I definitely had said some negative things about one of the contestants on the shows in my interview. And after I got to know that person, I went back and I said, Hey, I said some things in my interview. I don't know what's going to be aired. It doesn't matter. But I want you to know that, like, I misjudged you. Mm-hmm. Of people on the show really cared. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a reality. I mean, a reality TV show. It's all a competition. We're not here. It's not RuPaul's uh, best <laughs> friends, right? Yeah. Um, so I get it. Um, but we're still human beings. And I think it's like, I, I got to live with you. I got to see you. I don't want to hate you. Yeah, Come on, it all comes down to our talents, our tastes, our knowledge. Let's just not be rude with each other.
0: Yeah, wait, also, are you wearing a sweatshirt that says going to therapy is cool? Yes. (laughs) My sister sent me that sweatshirt on Instagram two days ago and was like, we need this. And I, I love it so much, it's so cute. When I saw
1: it, I was like, I have to have it. And I hunt it down because the person who was wearing it um, didn't tag it. And so I literally <gasps> typed it in and I found it. But then, yeah, just make sure you find the right creator who made it because a lot of people copy
0: it. Oh, got to find the right one. Credit yes. where credit is due. Um, exactly. <clears throat> in your audition tape for Project Runway, you described yourself as fun, funky, and fat. How do you apply these words and your body positive mission to your vision as a fashion designer?
1: Um... The way that I apply it is accepting that I'm fat, like I don't, I no longer have the same, um, like when people say fat to me, I used to think very negative about the word and now that word has no meaning behind it, like an opinion. Like I don't have that negative on it where, um, it would affect me. So Mm -hmm. I prefer to take ownership of that word fat and like stop tiptoeing around it and stop feeling uncomfortable or hated and just accept it. So that was one of the reasons why I had the fun funky and fat. It's like, I'm taking ownership of my fatness. I'm fun. I'm funny. Like I'm just a ball of sunshine. That's it.
0: I I love. I loved your whole tape. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see why she got on the show. I know. I was like, uh, I don't think they're going to put
1: me on the show because of this. Literally, no. this was the last audition tape that I was ever going to do for the rest of my life. I had did two in the past, but it was never for Project Runway. It was always for like a different pro- Project Runway setting kind of show, like Fashion Star and something else and I was like you know this is the last time and since it's the last time I'm just gonna make it about my fatness and like yes. I'm, I'm just gonna be a hundred percent myself authentic like I don't want to um curve my answers to fit what I think they want yes I'm just gonna say what I think because I think that's what I had did in the last interviews
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also just feel like, in in the like interviews of yours I've watched on YouTube and in my Instagram stalking, like mm-hmm. you just seem so like self assured and confident in yourself, and that really comes across like watching you speak, talking to you now in your designs, in your clothing, and I feel like, I feel like the work you're doing as a plus size designer is so special and important because I think of the fashion industry and I think of like pretentiousness and I think of Anna Wintour being judgmental and fucking rude and like I'm someone who like I love fashion too but like I've been every size in the fucking book and it's really stressful feeling like there's no space in the fashion industry to not look like Gigi Hadid. No shade to Gigi Hadid but like who the fuck looks like that you know?
1: She does that's all yeah and that's the thing like there's, there's people out there who can just take it with a grain of salt and like accept themselves. And then there's other people who are, are going to the fashion industry to like get validation that they're okay. And mm-hmm. they're, they're doing all these things to try to make themselves look better when I'm just like, I, I want fashion to have a different look on just self-expression and doing things that you want and not necessarily having to follow a trend. Um, I always get the same question like, oh, what do you think the next trends are going to be? And I'm like, I don't care. I I just make clothes that I don't see that are out there and is representing for the plus size women and that are fitting right. Like right now I'm uh, working on a really special project with a friend of mine, and we want to create a non-gender plus-sized line. Oh, and I love that. It's like I used to wear men's clothes. I know that there's some men out there that used to wear our jeans because it used to. That was the only skinny jean out there back mm-hmm. then for men in their size. So it's like, why not have a collection that's just all inclusive and not having to worry about. Are you on trend or not? It's just wearing clothes that are fun.
0: Yeah, and make you happy. Yes. Like, I think fashion is just like, it's, I listened to an EJ Johnson interview and he was talking about how like when he puts on like a great outfit, it's just like armor. Like he just feels like he can handle anything. And yeah, and that's like how I feel too. Do you remember, this is one of my questions for you. Do you remember a time where like you saw someone put on your designs and just like instantly saw that person like glow confidently?
1: It had to be before Project Runway when I had my online business and I was making baby doll dresses and skater skirts. And when when I would get like, my customers pictures back of what they were wearing it was just it just reminded me exactly why I'm in this industry and why I'm doing what I'm doing and then to make it all the way to Project Runway and then working for J.C. Pennies and creating a collection there it It had always been my ultimate dream to walk into a department store and see my line. So to have that happen, it was like, I don't, I don't even know how to process this. Mm -hmm. And to me, I still feel like it all happened so quickly that it was really hard to process, but it's exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so funny. I always think about like movie montages where like you see the person getting successful, like a zero to hero type montage and it's like I always imagined my life going that way, but you have these like surreal moments and then half the time it's like you don't even remember when they finally happen.
1: I mean, I feel like that's what life was after Project Runway for me because, I mean, when I won the first challenge, I literally didn't even have 24 hours to enjoy. It. I literally won. Okay, tomorrow your guys' wake-up call is at 5 a.m. The new challenge will be introduced to you.
0: Ugh. I'm and you like, don't even have, like, a friend in the house to be like, oh, my God, I just won.
1: Everybody hates you.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's
1: literally how it feels. Like, because you won. They <sighs> win a win. Or their best friend went home and you won. Like, or... <laughs> you were saved because of them. Like, it's just the most uncomfortable feeling ever. Crazy.
0: So were you just like in your bed being like, "Yay, I won the challenge, like to yeah, yourself. I
1: mean, like I wanted to call my family. Like I would always try to make it a point where I could call my family. But then again, you couldn't say anything to your family.
0: Oh, for like the secrecy of the show and the story. Yeah, lines exactly.
1: Stuff? So like I would have these code words with my family. Like if I said this word, that meant I was still in. If I said this word... I meant I wasn't. <laughs> that's
0: smart. Um, so you were mentioning working with JCPenney and having your line there. What was that experience like for you? And like what was it like for you as a designer to be able to bring your designs and your personality and your aesthetic to just like such a major store that's open to so many consumers?
1: I mean, it was so exciting. I felt like, okay, I'm not just doing this because I want to design for a company. I'm doing, I'm being the frontline voice for an industry that has been underserved for years so mm-hmm. I have to like prove them like just do something that they're going to be very proud of and like finally and I really felt like I did that like I gave them I gave J.C. JCPenney's all the designs of things that plus-size women have constantly been told that they couldn't do yes. so I knew that when J.C. JCPenney's was taking my designs that my designs were really risky, but I knew I had to fight for them. Mm -hmm. And I remember showing them all 30 designs that I had that we were going to narrow down to eight. And there was crop tops, there were skirts, there were see-through tops, Mm -hmm. jackets, um, biker shorts. And I remembered us arguing about or having a disagreement about the length of a crop top and how they wanted to make it longer and I said no shorter shorter that is not a crop top you're giving me like a full length shirt like I don't <gasps> understand and they're like well our customer I was like this is a whole nother customer who's coming in for this mm-hmm. stop thinking about your customer I am bringing you a whole new customer who wants this yes so like I remember I had to fight for biker shorts to be in my line because they didn't think biker shorts were useful in fashion forward. I was like, you're going to see that biker shorts are coming in. So I made a pair of biker shorts that had a lace trimming at the bottom so that like us plus size women, we shape a lot when we wear a skirt or a dress. And so I wanted something that could protect us during the summers, but also be cute because sometimes we have bigger butts and our skirt will rise up if we bend down. And it's like, mm-hmm. I wanted something that was fashionable, that was useful and comfortable. So those ended up selling out. And there's just so many designs that people still till this day will contact me and like ask me, am I going to recreate them? Because it was one of their favorite pieces that they bought from my line. And thank you for making such affordable clothing line for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's I wish I could so cool. do it all over again.
0: Oh, it's so cool. I know when I was looking at some of your designs, I loved like your use of like lace and fun colors and different textures. And I know that your Latin background is one of your big inspirations in your designs. Yes. Um, how do you apply your background to your designs? Also, can I ask you on Project Runway, I believe there were like the flower crowns on the runway. Is that inspired? Most definitely yes. that. The,
1: free, the flower crowns were inspired by Frida Kahlo and how she would wear her hair. I remembered um, before I created that head crown, I had already made myself a flower crown for like um, a Latin theme, like birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun making that, that that's what inspired to go bigger and like very... Um, fun colors and things like that. Um, but the way my heritage really inspired how I design is basically the culture around being Hispanic and how um, how our parents like really they raise us individual to be strong people but they also don't want you to be overweight and all these things so I just took like how I was brought up by my Hispanic mother Mm -hmm. and how there was so much judgment and I wanted to make a clothing brand that was just like judge-free like if you're fat you're fat own it like be proud like um so that's one side of how I took my heritage growing up but also like using the vibrant colors and Mm -hmm. like my mother was born in the 50s in Mexico and like seeing her pictures of when she was a child and seeing all the flowers of like what Mexico looked like mm-hmm. back then really inspired everything and in how she would tell me the way she would be dressed back then mm-hmm. and how she would wear her belts and her high-waisted skirts and her blouses and all that just really kind of inspired. So my upbringing of what I was painted a picture of what Mexico was Mm -hmm. my inspiration.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. When I think of like Latin culture, I always think of just like the music and the bright colors and just like the celebratory nature Mm -hmm. of that culture. And I, you know, I just definitely saw it shining through in all of your clothes, which is really cool.
1: Thank you. I mean, like that was something that I definitely wanted to happen because I know A lot of people never knew what my nationality was. And I was like, if this is the moment to do it, this is the moment to let everyone know who I am. Not just a plus size designer, I'm a Hispanic designer. And I don't think there's enough. Representation like that out in the industries.
0: Um, I noticed also while I was looking at your Instagram preparing Mm -hmm. for today, I noticed you and your boyfriend Daryl posted this really emotional, moving, important video on June 3rd as a couple. And -hmm. Daryl is a black man. And in this climate, I kind of just wanted to know how you two are navigating this time as a couple and you specifically as a woman who is in love with and dating a black man, how you're sort of using your platform to fight racial injustices.
1: Um, it's the way that I'm using my platform and being able to navigate this with Daryl is listening mm-hmm. and learning and asking questions and using my platform of a way to knowledge people on what it is that he's going through Mm -hmm. as a black man um and also the transition of him moving from the south to california and how these two areas are so different and um just how hard it is for him at this time because at the end of the day I don't know what it is to be in his shoes and all I can do is try to be more and more understanding of his situation and how I can support him. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's anything that I need, I can, anything I can do to use my platform for him to help him spread the message. And um, that was basically what we did. And also sharing with people that go out to these protests. You know, if you feel so strongly about them, go out there. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. I've gone to many. I did hold hold myself back from going in the beginning because I was so afraid Mm -hmm. because of everything that I was hearing and seeing all over the internet that the internet always tries to go one or two ways. And it's like, just go out there and see it for yourself. Go with your friends, go to a peaceful protest. If not, find another way to support, vote, register, donate, anything like that. So I was just using my platform to be able to show people like, this is what we're doing. We're protesting. We're letting our voices be heard. And um,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It is really interesting. Like with, I, obviously the death of George Floyd is so upsetting and it's created this civil unrest within our country, but I'm happy that these conversations are being had. And I think like, I guess I'm, I don't know if this is like a valid question or not. Literally feel free to tell me to fuck off. But like, have you found in your relationship, you're having more conversations about race now, or have you two kind of always had them throughout your relationship?
1: We've always had them throughout our relationship, to be honest. Um, I think they're bound to happen In any interracial, if I'm saying that word right, an Mm -hmm. interracial relationship. Mm -hmm. Ever since me and Daryl started dating, we both come from two different backgrounds Mm -hmm. of him being Black and me being Latina. And we've both been raised differently. Mm -hmm. And um, so we talk about our different cultures and how we both individually feel like our our ancestors were treated mm-hmm. wrong and things like that and how till today we still feel unrepres unrepresented in the right way in in the public eye. And so mm-hmm. we're constantly talking about race and things like that. And um sometimes we might have different point of views of certain things like the LGBT community mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm while he's knowledgeing me on Black Lives Matter and the Black culture, I'm also educating him on um, the LGBTQ plus community because mm-hmm. him being from the South, some people are very one sided in right. that community. So for me, I have to make sure that I'm also educating him On that community as well, because that is a part of my life that is huge Mm -hmm. um, because I'm such an advocate and a supporter for that as well. So we were constantly having conversations about all of this and it's also good to be having them even more now Mm -hmm. because of what's going on
0: man it's it's all it's, it's very hard. it's complicated it really, it really is. is complicated but I think it's so beautiful that you two are having these conversations and navigating all of these many complicated aspects of race as a couple and together and that you're both so open to learning from each other. I think that's beautiful. I want to also thank you for being so, um, open with that conversation. Cause I know it's a sensitive subject and especially now in this climate. So thank you for sharing with me. I really no appreciate problem. it. Um, what was your favorite outfit that you ever wore to a school dance? Uh, my
1: favorite outfit that I wore to my school dance, I think had to be it was a prom dress. I think it was like the, my junior year. Um, one of my good friends that was uh, a female had asked me to go to prom with her, and at that time I had my job at Torrid, which is a plus size clothing store, and I had found the perfect Barbie hot pink Ugh. dress that like was gonna be my like. When I put it on, it just felt so good. I, like, finally felt sexy. This was the first time that I was wearing a dress like this. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I was so excited to wear it.
0: (laughs) Oh Wait, what did it look like?
1: It was – oh, yeah. I should explain it. It was this, like, hot pink halter satin dress, very form-fitting princess seams. with Like, gathering all the way. Like, it looked like a very – Pinup Barbie pink dress.
0: Ah, oh, that's what I was like picturing. I was
1: about to get it in my um my pink Corvette or something. <laughs> that's gonna like a little convertible. I'm like oh. yes, there you go my convertible.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, did you ever design any of like the outfits you wore to school dances? Like, did you ever make your own clothes for dances, or was that for like different times, not for dances?
1: I wanted to make my prom dress for uh, my senior year, mm-hmm. and then somebody told me like, "What if you mess up and then you don't have a dress?" And then they just crushed all my dreams. And ah! then I ended up finding a dress for forty five dollars on the clearance rack, and I was like, "This was even more perfect." Oh my <laughs> so God, I amazing! Like, I found a dress either way, but I was trying to think if I had made anything because I knew I was designing at that, that time, but mm-hmm. no, I didn't make anything for myself.
0: Did you ever watch MTV Made when that was on? Yes. I mean, I definitely
1: wanted to be on there.
0: Oh my God, me too. But I think about this like iconic episode where like they made like a prom dress out of duct tape and they like delicately like wove the duct tape like into the bodice of this dress. I never forgot about it because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I saw that one, but now I want to. I wish, especially, like, in quarantine, like, I wish the MTV app just, like, put up all those old shows because MTV Made was a wild ride, and I was obsessed.
1: I mean, you can find Next, um, (gasps) Raid Room. (laughs) Me and my roommate were going down this train of, like, old (laughs) MTV shows that we used to watch and how ridiculous they were. Like, I loved Cribs, Made. was it my life or true life true life oh that was a mess so good <laughs> yeah. so good I was like always waiting for the new episodes to same because they were always crazy but I think made was the best one because like you get to see all these kids in high school and wanting to accomplish a goal just to get validation from their like peers or their classmates and I'm yeah. like right when you graduate you're not going to care anything <laughs> about these people like I literally just had my 10 year high school reunion last year and everyone was like, are you going to go? And I was like, why? Oh my God. If you don't talk to me now, (laughs) like why do I want to go to my 10 year high school reunion? Maybe my 20,
0: but yeah, I didn't go to (laughs) mine either. Mine was last year and I was also like, I just don't really have anything to say to most of these people.
1: Hi, how are, what's your name again? Like we didn't talk in high school. So why would I want to talk to you? I know. Although if I
0: were you, because I'm petty, if I were you, I'd be like, I won project runway and I'm going to go to my high school reunion and see if any of the people who were obnoxious in high school are like suddenly really nice to me now. Oh, I know. But people like come out of the woodwork when you won. She's nodding her head.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. I forgot people are watching this conversation. (laughs) Yes, totally. People came out of the wood woodworks right after Project Runway. Like, even men that were like, "Ashley, I had a crush on you back in high school," and like, I just didn't want to say anything because I I didn't think you were gonna like me. And I'm like, "You're so full of it. Like, I don't believe you (gasps) at all. Like." I won a a national like TV show, but I'm also stuck with not stuck, but I'm also have a hundred thousand dollars that I feel like everyone's just trying to chase that fame. So I was like, I was the coolest kid in school. If you were my friend, like we were good friends. I wasn't an asshole or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So now that you want to be my friend, I really can care less. (laughs) Totally.
0: Oh, that's so satisfying. Um, In a similar vein, do you have a revenge fantasy? And I don't, if you don't know what this is, let me know because I don't know if I coined this term or not. But like, it's basically like this idea that, and I guess winning Project Runway might be just like your IRL revenge fantasy. Like people Seriously. who were mean to you, like sitting on their couches watching you win. That must have felt amazing. But yeah.
1: I mean, when I read the question before we had our interview, I was like, what would be my revenge? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, I think winning Project Runway and." anyone who I've ever dated or was named called by or whatever, like that was the biggest, like, fuck you. I did this. And like, I'm so successful. Like that is basically my revenge that came true that I didn't even have to like waste my time on those people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like Beyonce once said, always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. And that's the I'm going to go
1: get that tattooed on (laughs) soon. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. This question, it's it's one of my weird questions. What cartoon character would you make out with if you could?
1: So, again, when I read this question (laughs) earlier... I was in the office with my whole team, and I literally opened a can of worms with this question because <laughs> everybody was like, we were literally going down the list of all our favorite TV cartoon shows or like Disney movies. I love that. Um, so then like the list went down to like Johnny Bravo mm. um, was a cute one, and then Tarzan. But then the ultimate one that I had to think about had to be from Jimmy Neutron Sheen from Jimmy Neutron.
0: Oh slick back. Wait, I, I need to Google know. this really quick because it's a deep cut. I but love only it. The
1: reason why I had such a major crush on him was because he looked exactly like a kid that was one of my classmates, and I had a huge crush on him.
0: Oh mm-hmm. he has like <laughs> sort of just he has sort of a boyish oh, charm. No, no, not him, it was the other
1: one. I knew that was wrong. Oh, the slick back hair—the one who had the the purple lollipop in his mouth. Okay, wait. Oh my gosh, I love it. Kathy's looking it up right now. <laughs> um, oh, this
0: kid—he's
1: cute. Yes, him. What's his name? Um, Nick Dean. Nick Dean. There you go. There he is. Nick yeah, Dean is like Sheen. a hot guy name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course it's not Sheen. He was a
0: weird one. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you know, Ashley, different strokes for different folks. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. No, no, it's so amazing. I like, I, I love because when I first started asking people that question, I my mind immediately went to like Disney movies. But like, if we just make it cartoons in general, that like you said, it does open like a can of worms.
1: It's like, okay, what cartoons was I watching back in the nineties? Because obviously, I don't watch cartoons now. Yeah, and I'm like, what cartoons did I like? Or think that those cartoons were cute and I was like literally thinking of
0: everything <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's so funny I love that I love what your about answers. you what about me um I really liked Dimitri from Anastasia um I thought he was really hot and then also like I mean this is where I get really weird Ashley is like I think Simba's really hot I say Simba, Simba. That's Simba right. all the time yes um <laughs> And <laughs> who else? It's the personality, you know, the voice. Yes, <laughs> That's yes. you have to look. <laughs> it's the swagger. It's like an yes. essence, an energy. Oh my gosh, who else? I don't know if you've seen the movie Rock-A-Doodle. It's a deep cut. Well, there's this rooster in it named Chanticleer who is like supposed to look like Elvis and like, he kind of had a Johnny Bravo build, like very broad shoulders and a tiny waist. And I thought he was so hot, literally a cartoon <laughs> rooster who sings. I mean, oh, oh.
1: this is like a, a, the most interesting conversation. Like, I love this. This is the best question
0: ever. Oh God, thank you so much. We could do this for just talk about hot cartoons for an hour. <laughs> um, um, okay. Who would your celebrity bestie be?
1: Oh my gosh. Celebrity, celebrity bestie. Um, forever. I've always loved Kelly Osborne until I got to meet her, which I mean, I wish I still could be besties with her. Wait, was she cool? She's the coolest person I've ever met. Like even the fact that we met, um, on project runaway where I really couldn't look, I mean, I couldn't really talk to her because we have to keep all that separate. But the fact that we locked eyes and we both had purple hair was a whole bonding experience. And then she um, defended me on the challenge that she was there judging. So she called all the girls mean girls and that they're a bunch of bitches. (laughs) And I I was like, thank you for saying that because you don't understand what I'm going or you understand what I'm going through right now with all these girls voting me off. So I really had a moment with her, but I think I would want to be BFF besides RuPaul because I feel like he would just be my huge mentor in life and like
0: yes, be able
1: to give me all the confidence that I need to be a woman and probably how to walk, teach me how to walk in heels.
0: Yes. You could just like kitty girl it up with Mamaboo. <laughs> well, I was just, when you were saying that like the other girls wanted to vote you off, I was like, it's like Shangela in All Stars season three when Shangela have been in the top two and there were a bunch of jealous bitches who voted her off. I was just watching
1: reruns of that yesterday. I was oh. on YouTube just scrolling and then it was like all of these um, greatest moments on all the seasons and I did see that part and I was like, I, I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Shangela is amazing, which I'm a huge drag race fan and I've met Ch- Shangela and hung out with her backstage and she's just the nicest, the nicest, nicest sweet person, heart. like the ball of energy she is. She never stops.
0: Oh my God. She's in a full place of Hallelujah. all the time. It's incredible. <laughs> um, who's a celebrity that you'd love to dress? Who's a celebrity I would
1: love to dress. I always used to say Adele because for beauty, she's just like transformed in yeah. the last like few years that I would love to like just have something on her. Um, Frida, but she's not around anymore.
0: Oh, I love that though. That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, I love also this idea with your new line that you're doing like gender neutral clothing. Like what if like one of your favorite Queens just throws on one of your garments that you and your friend are coming up with? Like, that'd be so cool.
1: Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. I mean, I've, I've given some of my clothes to Del- Delta work um, mm-hmm. to, um, oh my gosh, why am I blinking out? I've given some of my uh, plus to the plus size Queens. I've given some of my clothes to them and just to see them, do like being on tour or Mm -hmm. taking a picture with it it's always great to see them in my clothes because every time i go to dracon i always try to like um pass out some new pieces for them because they are huge fans of me because of project runway and then when I would go to Dracon, I'm like, you know who I am? Like, I'm in love with you. That's so, <laughs> so cool. We become best friends after that.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Um, do you have a hype up song? And if so, what is it? Anything from the
1: internet. Like, I love like high beat music that necessarily doesn't have any words, not like mm-hmm. anything techno, but um I love Catronata. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like when there's no words or anything and it's just beats, I really enjoy it. So there's like this song that Kay Tranada and the internet did together that Mm -hmm. sometimes I would just have to listen to it and it just like starts to get me inspired or whatnot.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, I feel like sometimes instrumental music does do it because then you're not concentrating on the words and you can just like focus on your zone.
1: Um, It's like what the beat does to me in my body, like how it makes it makes me want to dance and move. And like sometimes that's just what I need.
0: Yeah. Wait, did you have like any sort of like like music pre-show ritual when you did Project Runway, like to get you like hyped? Or were you just like flying through the motions of being on camera and being on the show? Girl, we couldn't listen to music for six weeks. Oh, I would
1: die. Yeah. When you go through the the process of applying, they always ask you what things inspire you. And everyone's number one question is music, or number one answer is music. So of course music is going to be ripped away from you so you don't have that inspiration.
0: That is fucked up. So then your true talent has to rise to the surface.
1: Like you have no books, no (sighs) patterns, no nothing. You don't even have a piece of paper and pencil when you go back to your apartment, you don't get your cell phone for six weeks. You don't have access to the internet or the outside world radio. If you have a watch on you, thank God. Cause I forgot what day it was, what time it was. Unless I peeked my head out of the window or asked for a cigarette break. I knew what time of the day it was. Oh my God. Yeah. You live Damn, in a Ashley. World. You're a tough cookie. Know- I didn't know that Donald Trump was running for president until I got out of there. <gasps> what a
0: blessed six weeks. <laughs> that
1: I was like, this is what the world does when I'm away. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're Like
0: I left you for one second. Oh, that's funny. Um, as we come to the end here, I want to ask what's something considered aspirational that you don't have yet, but you want. I
1: want to be, um, like the voice of self-acceptance in these communities of people where they're not feeling accepted. Like I want to be the voice of self-love and teaching you how to find that. Um, I've always believed in like self-care and going to therapy and -hmm. just really trying to work on yourself. And ever since I got out of Project Runway, I have been working on myself and working on that self-love and I would just love to be able to share what I've learned with people and kind of help them through that process and spread that energy. Because I I feel so connected with people sometimes. I feel like I can pass on this energy with them or I don't know, it's this warmness that everyone tells me that they have with me that it's something that comes so naturally. So why not be able to continue giving that to people and also enjoy what I'm doing?
0: That's beautiful and amazing. And mm-hmm. I think you are already doing so much of that work. I, I think, I mean, not that my opinion is the be all and all, but like, I'm so inspired by you. Also your voice oh, is insanely you. soothing. Like your whole energy <laughs> is so fun and so soothing. And I feel so lucky that I got to, Hang out with you for the last hour.
1: I mean, thank you for having me on your podcast. This is amazing. Like, just to be able to introduce me to your listeners, um, this has been great. I mean, this is about like I think the fifth podcast that I've done on this tour, and yeah. I'm. So lucky that each person, it just makes me feel more and more comfortable through this process.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you're great. Thank you so much for being here. And um, where can my listeners find you? And is there anything that you would like to plug at this moment?
1: Um, your followers can find me anywhere um, on any social media site under Ashley Mel Tipton. And my website is ashleymeltipton.com. And I guess one of the last things that I would love to leave your listeners with is to always remember to love you. It's emphasizing on you. You matter, you're enough.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Ashley. Um, Thank you. And everyone, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.